Give Jesus a hand again. Amen. Well, I'm honored to be here with you on Mother's Day. It's a special day, isn't it? It's a special day. I'm, I'm just, I, along with Pastor Caleb and the rest of the church, that's already give all you ladies honor. I give each one of you women, each one of you mothers honor. Uh, I don't know where us men would be without you women. And all the women said, amen. We'd have to pick our own dirty underwear up in the bathroom, wouldn't we? <laughs> uh, I, I give honor to, to all the women. I give honor to the women in my life. Of course, to my beautiful wife, Donna. I give honor to her. I give honor to my daughter, who's now a mother, and my daughter-in-law. I give honor to my mother. You see, Mom, stand up back there. Where are you at? I can't really see good nowadays in the back, but... You see, uh, 30, 34 years ago, she was in her late 40s, and she had a prayer meeting in her den. And that prayer meeting in her den is now this church. So, uh, yeah. She made, she made a coconut cake for that prayer meeting, and that coconut cake has brought us to this church right now. Amen. Amen. Well, take your Bible. I'm going to slow down just a little bit. We're going to talk about women. Everybody say women. Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. And we'll look at verse 9. When you get there, go, uh-huh. Say it again, uh-huh. Matthew 15 and verse, I'm sorry, verse uh, four, not nine, verse four. For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother. God has commanded, Honor your father and your mother. And he that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. Honor your mother or die. I'm telling you, I learned that as a teenager. Leviticus chapter uh, 19, go over there. I have to tell this, and my mom knows it's coming, that I'm going to tell it on her. But it was a Saturday morning, and I was about 14, and I was sleeping late because I had been up late, and she came and said, get up and cut the grass. And I said, I'll get it in a little bit. And she came back the second time and said, I told you, go cut the grass. I said, I'm going to get it in a little bit. And she came back a third time with a high heel shoe <clears throat> and started working on my head. And I got up and cut the grass. <laughs> Leviticus chapter 19, chapter 19 and verse, uh, look at verse Three, you shall fear every man his mother. That was me on that Saturday morning. But that means you'll respect her. You shall respect your mother. Matthew said, honor your mother. The word honor says this, to, to demonstrate high respect or great esteem for someone. It says to regard with great respect, revere, to prize. It says to do this to your mom, to esteem her valuable, beloved, and precious. 
And if you don't feel that way about your mom, Brother Donnie, let them lose their mom and they'll feel that way, won't they? Yes, you will. Yes, you will. A, 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 a mom, I wrote down a few sayings about a mom here. A mom is your first friend, your best friend, and your forever friend. A mom is a person who knows you the best and still loves you the most. And that ain't always easy. It's been said that it's not easy being a mother. For if it was easy to be a mother, fathers would do it. <laughs> this, is, this is the miracle of a mother's love. Before you were, she would say, before you were conceived, I wanted you. Before you were born, I loved you. And before you were here for your first hour, I would die for you. That's a mom's love. A mother understands what a child doesn't say. Life began with waking up and loving your mother's face. A mother can take the place of all others, but nobody can take the place of a mom. Can I get an amen from there? It's been said that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world, and a mother's influence is unmeasurable. Paul told Timothy, said, the faith that is in you was first in your mother Lois, and before it was in your mother Lois, it was in your grandmother Eunice. Tell me that mother's influence won't last you through your lifetime. Today in our society, mothers get a raw deal. I mean, equal rights have come along and, and uh, I think brought women down instead of elevating them. Uh, now you can identify as a woman and go into the ladies' bathroom. You can identify as a woman and be a man and play women's sports and win all the trophies and the women don't have a chance because you're a man playing women's sports. What's wrong with that picture? I tell you this, if you identify as a woman and you walk in the bathroom with my wife, my mother, or my daughter or granddaughter in there, I'm going to identify as Muhammad Ali and baby. And uh, maybe I will identify as Machine Gun Kelly. But you don't need to be walking in the bathroom with my, my women in there. Amen. 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 And YouTube probably just took us down right there for me saying that. I mean, today, I said it, women, 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 y'all getting the shaft today. I mean, really. To, to, the most popular music today, this, this hip-hop music, uh, and, and Please excuse me for what I'm about to say, but it's all in the music. Women are being called bitches and whores and everything else. What kind, what, is, what kind of society are we in where that's how we talk about our mothers and our daughters and our women? Please think about it. Think about it. We need to place a mom back in the place of honor. A mom should be treated like she's the queen bee in the beehive. Everyone should rally around the mom. Everyone should protect the mom. Everyone should make sure that the mom is happy. Because God knows if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. See, it's been said that a father is the head of the house. But mom is the heart of the home. If you hadn't realized that yet, you, there'll come a place where you will. 
Guys, look close when you're about to marry because I'm going to read you a scripture here. Ezekiel chapter 16. Ezekiel chapter 16 and look at verse uh, 44. It says the, last, the very last part of verse 44 says, As the mother is, so is her daughter. Listen, if you dating a woman and you think about proposing to her, check her mama out because you're going to be living with her in 10 years. And all the men said, amen. Because these women turned into their mamas. I know my wife and I has been, how long have we been married? 40 some odd years? I caught you talking when I'm preaching. Don't be talking while I'm preaching. <laughs> We've been married 43 years. And there's days now that I will look at her and she'll be talking and she'll be doing something. And I'll say, oh my God, I'm married to your mama. Just as sure as the world, I'm married to you. And the Bible says it, as the mother is, so is the daughter. And again, all the men that's been married a while said, amen. I'm going to take a few minutes, and a very few minutes, because we've got a lot to do here. We've got, we got the snakes in the snake pit. We've got to get out in a minute. And uh, that's for you first-time guests. We, we've had guests before say, what's in that box? We're going to let you prove you got faith in a little while. <laughs> but we're going to look at some examples of, of why women should be honored and why moms should be honored, right? John chapter 19, look at this. John chapter 19. Lord, if there was a snake come out of that baptismal, I would run out that door speaking in some kind of tongue. It might not be the Holy Ghost, but John chapter 19. Jesus is on the cross. These some of his last words. And in verse 25, he's about to give up the ghost. And look at verse 25. Notice honoring a woman. Notice honoring your mother. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, his, his aunt, and Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple standing by whom he loved, that's John, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. He pointed to John. Look, woman, look at your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. What, what, what did Jesus do? In his death, he was honoring his mother, and he was providing an upkeep for his mother. He told that disciple, You take care of my mama. And he said to his mama, You look to him. In departing, Jesus made sure that his mother was taken care of. Let me tell you, you never get... Man, you never get your big boy pants on so to where you're not responsible for taking care of your mom. I thought I'd get a little better amen than that. but uh, He said, behold your mom. Behold your mom. Mom, behold him. Uh, well, I got my own family to keep up, and I got my own children to raise, and life is hard, and 
listen, you never get to the place to where you shouldn't be cognizant of, aware of, and involved in whatever the situation is in your mom's life. I slowed it down real slow. And you know why? Because I'm dropping seed in the ground, and you can't drop seed when the wind's blowing. And so uh, I, want you to, I want you to get what I'm saying right here. You have to be involved in your mom's life. First King, First Kings chapter 2, go over to there. Here's another reason, and here's another way to honor our moms. First Kings chapter 2. Is everybody okay? If I'm going too slow for you, I can call up Pastor Caleb, and God knows he'll preach up a whirlwind on you. First Kings chapter 2. Everybody there go, uh-huh. Bathsheba is approaching Solomon for her other son. Bathsheba, verse 19. Bathsheba therefore went unto King Solomon. Now King Solomon is on setting on the throne. At this time, Israel rules basically the, the, the known world, and King Solomon is ruling Israel. So King Solomon is on the throne basically taking care of the affairs of the world. He's an important man. He, uh, he's, he's somebody, right? And Bathsheba went into King Solomon to speak unto him for Adonijah. And watch this. And the king rose up to meet her and bowed himself unto her. He's in the middle of important business, and his mom steps in the room, and he honors her so that he stops what he's doing, rises up to meet her, and bows down before her. Bowed himself unto her and sat down on his throne and caused a seat to be set for the king's mother, and she sat on his right hand, pulled a seat up to the place of authority, his right hand, pulled her up next to him. Then she said, I desire one small petition of thee, and I pray you say me not nay. And, and the king said unto her, Ask on, mother, for I will not say unto thee nay. I won't tell you no. Look how this king treated this mother. Now, now the situation is the mother was being played by the brother, Solomon's half-brother, and when Solomon heard it, he got ticked off and went and killed the brother, so you need to be careful about how you approach the king. Amen. But, 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 but look, look, look how this king treated this, his mother. She comes into his throne room, heads of state, ambassadors, important people that ever were there because business was lined up and ready to be taken care of. And the king comes in and sits down on his throne and he's ready to take care of important business. And in the middle of taking care of that important business, he sees his mom come in and he stops everything and gets up and goes to her and bows before her and pulls the seat up and sits down and says, hold, hold up, ambassador, you know, ambassador from Ethiopia, ambassador from Egypt, ambassador from whatever country. All of y'all just hold up a minute. My mama's here. And he says to his mom, what you need, ask me. I won't tell you no. That's honoring your mother. That's honoring your mother. A lot of men today would say, I'm busy, Mom. I'll call, you. I'll call you when I get home tonight. And then not call. Amen, everybody? Listen. In the middle of the day, 
Always take your mama's phone call. She calls you. Don't flick it off and act like I'll call you back later. And, 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 and how about doing this, guys? If, if your dad has passed away, like mine has, if your dad has passed away, how about checking on your mom? It'd be good to check on your mom every day. You know, it might just be that, that uh, she's at home by herself and she might just want to hear your voice. Y'all didn't want, y'all wasn't expecting this today, was you? She might just need to know that you got her on your mind. I mean, you ain't all that. You're not so important you can't stop and check on your mother. Huh? It means a lot for you to take time for them. If you don't believe that, one day you're going to get old, if you're fortunate. Go with me over to 1 Samuel. Here's another reason we should honor moms and, and, uh, and be honored. What's well, 1 Samuel chapter 2. Let's look at it. 1 Samuel chapter 2. And look at verse 19. When you get there, go, uh-huh. I'll wait on the rest of y'all, uh-huhs. 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 19. Of course, Samuel's being raised by the prophet, and his mom has left him with the prophet to raise him. And 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 19 says, Moreover, his mother made him a little coat and brought it to him from year to year when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. I want you to listen to what that just said. This woman had given this son into the ministry. She had released him into the ministry. And from year to year, they'd come up once a year to offer a sacrifice. And every year, she would personally make a little coat for this son of hers to stay warm. And she would bring it and give it to him from year to year. Let me tell you something. A mom will always find a way to help you no matter where your life takes you. Lord, I'm in trouble up here all by myself. Maybe at times in your life you, you will need help and you haven't told her. You haven't said nothing to nobody, but oftentimes what you will find out is your mom has an instinct and she'll come through with help when you don't even realize she knows you need help. And some of y'all know what I'm talking about because mom's, mom stuck a little money in your hand when you needed it and you didn't know that she knew you needed it. Matthew chapter 15. Here's why we should honor moms. Matthew chapter 15. This is, really a, this is really a good one here, Matthew chapter 15, and, and look at uh, verse 22. Matthew 15 and verse 22. I think my wife looks pretty in that new dress that I bought her for Mother's Day today. I take it beyond that. I think she's sexy in that new dress. <laughs> Matthew chapter 15 and verse 22. And behold, 
Watch this. And behold, a, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. This, the whole story about, you know, Lord, even the dogs get the crumbs. And this lady understood that, you know, she said, even the dogs get the crumbs. And he said, your faith, he was amazed at her faith that she said, just give me a crumb. And even the dog gets the crumb. She understood that what was in the crumb was in the whole bread. And she, you know, if she got a crumb, she got it all. Let me say that again. If she got a crumb, she got it all. If you just get a little touch, you got it all. But, but notice what she said. She, watch this now. She said, Lord, help me because my daughter has a devil. She didn't say, Lord, help my daughter. She has a devil. She said, Lord, help me because my daughter has a devil. I want you to think about that. What she's saying, Lord, help me because my daughter has a devil. See, listen to this. What touches you touches your mom. And a mom, a mom, a mom doesn't have the ability. A mom can never distinguish between herself and you. If it's going on in your life, it's happening in her life. That's why she said, Lord, help me. Whatever, whatever attacks you, whatever hurts you, hurts your mom. Aren't you glad that that's the way it is because a daddy will roll over and go to sleep at night, but a mom will get down on the floor and pray that thing through for you. Amen. I remember being a little boy and spending the weeks. I'd spend weeks with my grandparents, and me and my granddaddy would, would go to sleep in the bed. I'd sleep with him in the bed. We'd go to sleep, but my grandmother would be across the hall, and she'd pray to 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning for her children to get saved. Because what touched them touched her. The old man was beside me in the bed snoring. Now watch this. Watch this right here. Go with me over, go with me over to where I want to be. Help me, Jesus. Go over Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 3. On that point, a mom can't distinguish between you and her and a dad, a dad will heal. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 3. Proverbs 4 and 3, watch this. Watch this scripture. It says, for I, <laughs> I love this. This is this speaks to life right here. For I was my father's son, comma. Well, at least he claims you, right? I was my father's son. Then it says, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. I was my daddy's boy. But in my mom's eyes, I was beloved and tender, meaning I touched a place in her heart. I was, I was tender in her heart. But, but the old man, he just, the old man just claimed me. That was it. I was his son. I mean, as, as sanctified as I am, me and my youngest son had a little head bump in here a year, about a year or two back. And he's not with the Lord like he needs to be or at all. And, uh, and, and, and he approached me the wrong way. And before I realized it, I said, boy, I will take you. I'll, I picked up a two, piece of two by four, and I said, I will knock you. I'll take you out of this world. I lost my temper, Pastor Katie. I said, I, will, I brought you in. I will take you out. Because he's a dad's son. He's his mom's beloved, right? 
And my 30-year-old son started laughing at me. He said, Dad, put that down. You don't want to hit me with that. What he was saying is, you don't want to fight with me. I will beat you bad, Dad. <laughs> and, and when I realized that he was laughing at me for getting riled up, I put the stick down. Okay. But, but uh, 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 and you say, I ain't never going back to church there. That preacher was going to fight with his son. Well, at least I'm not a punk. <laughs> I mean, but uh, I'm telling you guys, I'll tell some of you guys, y'all better be careful. You can push the old man to where he'll drop you. I mean, he'll let you go, but a mom would never do it. You, it's amazing. I've seen men do it, just run all over their mothers. I mean, just, just take advantage of them, disrespect them, insult them. And until um, uh, uh, you ladies fault, y'all will keep on loving and keep doing for them. And us guys are like, uh-uh, no way. You need to cut that loose with a mom or just you, you ladies. Y'all, y'all know I'm telling the truth. Don't even try to duck and hide. You know I'm telling the truth. Some of y'all done that way, including my wife right there. Yeah. You fought you, your father's son, but you your mom's beloved. We need to honor them mamas. We need to esteem them. We need to respect them on this Mother's Day. Lamentations. Go with me over to Lamentations. Chapter 2. Can y'all stand? Just I got about three more things here while we should. Can y'all stand it? Y'all can't stand it? We can't stand it. Lamentations, watch. Lamentations. Chapter 3. Or chapter 2, rather. Lamentations is uh, right after Jeremiah, right before Ezekiel. Lamentations chapter 2. And look at uh, verse 12. They say to their mothers, where's the corn and where's the wine? Mom, we got trouble. Mom, I got problems in my life. They swooned as the wounded in the streets of the city. Watch now. When their soul was poured out into their mother's bosom. You know what that's saying? Your mama is always here to listen to you. When your head, you, you got your head laid on your mama's bosom. Listen, you guys, there's not a man in here that knows. I don't care how big, bad, and tough you are. There's been some place in your life to where you just need to go talk to your mama about it. And all you men said amen. Yeah. You just, you, just, you just need to lay your head on mama's bosom and tell her it ain't going good. Where's the corn and where's the wine, mom? Uh, the, the, uh, it, you know, it's just not going good. I don't have provision, mom. I don't, things aren't going out. They need to go. And you know what? She'll always take time to listen. She'll always comfort you. She'll al- I, I, remember I, had been in, I remember I had been in Charleston 12 years ago. I had been in the intensive care in Charleston approaching a year. And y'all know my story. I'm not going to go into it, but I was there, and I was in that intensive care unit for about a year. And I was so, Brian Hugh, I was so sick of hospital food. How many of y'all have ever had to, you just thought if I had to eat another piece of this hospital food? (laughs) Yeah, that's where I was at. And I remember saying to the doctor, I said, listen, if you were... He was fussing at me about not eating right, right? 
and uh, was talking about we're going to put in a feeding tube, which they eventually did. But he said, uh, I said to the doctor, I said, listen, if you will just let me go home, and, and with everything that was within me, I thought, if I can just go home and get Mama to cook for me, if I can just get in Mama's kitchen and Mama would cook for me, I'll be all right. And how many of the men's ever been like that? You just, yeah. Raise your hand. Yeah. You, you just, you just want to get, get in mama's kitchen, eat something that mama cooked. Yeah. That's what I remember. I just remembered I just needed to get home. I just needed to lay my head in mama's bosom. I remember thinking I can, if I can just sit in her den and eat a big old plate of something that she's cooked me. And talk to her and my wife and get out of this stinking hospital. I'll be all right. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't put a price on a mama. You can't put a price on a mama. Watch Isaiah chapter 66. Go me over to Isaiah chapter 66. Look at verse, uh, look at verse 13. Isaiah 66 in verse 13 says it plainly, as one whom his mother comforteth, God said, so will I comfort you. As one whom his mother comforteth. And that word comforteth there means to receive with understanding. As one whom his mother receives in an understanding spirit. A mom will always understand you and receive you. Second Samuel. Second Samuel chapter 21. Go over there with me. Second Samuel chapter 21, a very interesting story that speaks a lot about women and the character of a woman. Rizpha had sons through the king's lineage, and they took her sons when David took over and took, took them out and hung them. And in verse 9, And he delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them in the hill before the Lord. And they fell all seven together and were put to death in the days of the harvest, in the first days, in the beginning of the barley harvest. And Rizvah, the daughter of Ai, took sackcloth and spread it for her upon a rock from the beginning of the harvest until water dropped upon them out of heaven, for, for uh, five to six months, from April to October, watch now, uh, and, and, and it says that she suffered not the birds of the air to rest on them by day, nor the beast of the field by night. Let me tell you what that just said. Them boys was dead, and she took a, she took a quilt or whatever and spread it on a rock in front of them dead bodies of her sons hanging in a tree. And she said, you know what? I can't bring them back to life, but they're my sons, and I'm going to stay right here. And no bird of the air and no beast of the field is going to eat their dead bodies. And for five months, she stayed there with them boys. You know their bodies started putrefying rot and literally drip. But they was her sons. And as ugly as it got, 
You hear what I'm saying? As ugly as it got, that mother's love wouldn't, she wouldn't take her eyes off of them. She wouldn't give up on them. Everybody else would give up on them. There wasn't nobody else from the village or from the family going to see them boys. They've been hanging in a tree for five months dead. There wasn't nobody going to check on them boys. But there was their mama. She was sitting there the whole time keeping the birds of the field, the birds of the air, and the beast of the field. The beast of the field, what grows in the field? What grows in the field? Barley and marijuana and stuff they make alcohol out of. And a, and a mama, I don't care how bad you get on drugs, how bad you turn into a drunk, everybody else give up on you, but a mama never give up on you. Yeah. Five months, this, why don't you think about it? For five months. And finally the king heard what she was doing and went and took them down and gave them a proper burial. She held on until as best she could, she got a breakthrough for her. I'm just going to say, wow. We need to honor moms that do that. We need to honor moms. That being said, baby, you're here today, and you would say, well, that's the way a mom should be, but mine never treated me that way, and, and I just feel deserted. I feel deserted. Well, Psalms chapter 27, in verse 10, God said this, said, When my father and my mother forsake me, David said it rather, then the Lord will take me up. When my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Listen, you're not by yourself today. You're not by yourself. Even if your mom has ignored you, the Lord sees you. Isaiah chapter 49. Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 15. And I want to say along with Pastor Caleb, it's so good to have uh, Uncle Mickey and Louise here today. Uh, uh, Louise, I'll never call you crazy Lulu like Caleb does. I won't do it. Even though sometimes you push the, you push the land. Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 15, look at it. It says, Can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yeah. They may forget, God says this, Yet will I not forget you. Behold, I have graven you on the palms of my hands, and your walls, your business, your life are continually before me. I, I, I've engraving you on the palms of my hand. When he looks in the palms of his hands, there's those nail scars. And even though your, your mom may have completely forgotten you, God says, you know what? I, I, I'll never forget you. I'll never forget you. Catherine Booth was the mother of uh, William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army, which around the turn of the last century was a major force in the gospel. And Catherine Booth had been heard to pray, Lord, don't ever let me stand before you without all of my children being present. Don't ever let me stand before you without all my children being present. A mom will never give up on any of them babies. They'll never give up. Listen, the greatest soul winner in the Bible was a woman because she ran from 
from the well and said, come see a man that told me all that I've ever seen. And a great multitude came out and gave their life to Jesus. The greatest giver in the Bible was a woman. She gave her widow's mat. The greatest giver was a woman. I want to honor you women today. I want to tell you that we appreciate you. We acknowledge that, ladies, we acknowledge that we wouldn't be, we wouldn't make it without you. We wouldn't make it without you. We need you in our lives. We need you to love us. We need you to support us. We need you to speak wisdom to us. And we appreciate you for that. But here's, here's the thing that I really appreciate. I appreciate God for being El Shaddai. And you know, that word El Shaddai means the great-breasted one, the one that's our provider, the one that provides resource for us. So I appreciate God. For, for being a father and, and a mother in a sense that he's a provider for. I appreciate God that even though your mother and your father might forsake you, he said, I'll never, I'll never let go of you. I've got you in the palms of my hand. Amen. Mom, I appreciate you for beating my head with a high heel shoe on a Saturday morning. <laughs> Here's a mom. Uh, I was I was 22, 23 years old, and I was traveling with a rock band, and we were gone a lot. And I was, you know, I had the long hair and the addictions and all that stuff. And we was home for maybe a week or a few days, and uh, the band was. And I thought I'm gonna go down and visit my grandmother, because uh, my grandmother had a great influence in my life. I, I just she was a godly woman, had the anointing on her life, had the Holy Ghost in her life. And uh, I remember it was summertime, and I pulled up to their house. It's a little 600-square-foot house on the edge of the mill hill, and you stepped up on the porch, and her bedroom window opened onto the porch. And I got out of the truck, my little pickup truck, and, and I walked up on the porch, and I started to knock on the door, and I heard my name. And she was in that bedroom in the middle of the day crying out to God for me and the rest of her family to be born again. And there I stood, long hair, addictions and all. And she's on her knees in the bedroom there crying out, God save Steve. God deliver Steve. That's a Rizva that's beating back the beast of the field saying you can't have them. You can't have them. Things aren't right in their life, but I will not give up on them. And say, a real woman will say that. She'll have a prayer life. Things aren't right, but I won't let them go. Now, I won't ever forget, I stood there in conviction. This woo hit me. And I just real quick, because I was under conviction, I knocked on the door to get her attention because I wanted her to quit praying because I felt conviction. I should have went in and got saved, but I didn't. At that point, I did later, and those prayers had a lot to do with it. Stand to your feet. Do I have some musicians around here? I make no apologies for, for how I've delivered this word today. I know some of you would have wanted it in a different manner. But I wanted to speak to you 
where your heart is. I want you to understand that if you've got a good mother, you've been blessed. If you had a good mother, you've been blessed. If you don't have a good mother or you've never had a good mother, you've got a God that will never forsake you, that will never leave you. He said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. So here's what I'm going to tell you today. They're going to sing a song and we're going to worship. But if you're here and, and you felt like you're, you, it's not fair, you've, you've had to deal with some things by yourself, I want you to step out and come to the front. i got some men and women that are praying with you. And we just want to lay hands on you and remind you that God's here and he'll get you through it. He hasn't dropped you. You know, I was reading in my Bible in Psalms chapter 50, and here's what it said. It said, in the day of trouble, call on me, and I will deliver you. And you shall, uh, you shall, uh, you shall, I forget what it says, you shall testify of me or witness of me. But here's the point. God just says, call on me in the day of trouble, and I'll deliver you. That's a pretty good deal. In the day of trouble, you call on him, and he will deliver you. What more of a promise do you want than that? I got trouble, God. I can call on you, and you promised me that you will deliver me. Will he really do that, Steve? Well, he's, he's not a man that he should lie, and neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, will he not do it? Hath he spoken, will he not make it good? Yes, he will, because all the promises of God in him are yea and amen. You can count on what God says. And he said, in the day of trouble, call on me, and I will deliver you. Some of y'all got trouble. I want you to step out, come, and call on God, and he will deliver you. Say, so how do you know that, Brother Steve? Because I've seen it in the past and I will live to see it again.